I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Hey, today on the show, we have an incredible friend of mine named Michael McIntyre. And Michael is one of the most unconventional people I know. He's so wild, has so much energy, and is helping so many people. And he's coming out of a place of real success in helping people. Before he was saved, he was already a multimillionaire business tycoon type of person. <laughs> I've never used the word tycoon before, but I think it applies. And then uh, he gets saved, and like God had a recreation project for him where he recreated his whole life and what he was doing, but still centers around business. He took on a role of a CEO of a church that is doing, it's actually a church uh, movement that's called Upper Room Churches. And I'm just going to read a little bit of his bio because I think it'll help you connect to him because I think some of the things he shares are so important and how God's taken him on the journey and how we're looking for people like Michael to get saved and bring their influence and bring their training, bring their tools into the kingdom so that we can actually benefit and grow through these things. So Michael's a motivational speaker, consultant on a mission to help build Christian business leaders and entrepreneurs grow in their personal and professional success and productivity. With 27 plus years of experience in leadership and entrepreneurship, Michael has helped over 22,000 Christian entrepreneurs, hopefully like you, succeed at what they do. From starving artists to billionaires, McIntyre coaches Christian leaders in every stage of life, and he really does. I mean, I know so many people have been coached by Michael. McIntyre has a varied uh, and successful career over the past 25 years after being honorably discharged from the United States Air Force, so he did some Air Force time. After starting his own insurance agency in 1992, Addison Insurance Marketing, McIntyre quickly expanded to over 40 states and grew to a 300-plus million in annual sales. After selling the business in 2007, he started 24-7 MedPlan, a nationwide telemedicine company that provides consumers around the clock uh, access to licensed physicians anytime anywhere in the U.S. We actually use that. It's actually an incredible program. After seeing such success in business and finding what works to drive unbelievable sales growth, he decided to share his secrets by writing The Authentic Salesman, mastering the art of transforming real objections into real transactions. Actions. So I just want to encourage you. He's been featured in Fox News, Forbes, Huffington Post, Newsweek, Wall Street Journal, Are You Real Podcast, all these different places. And he's an incredible builder. And you're going to get a lot out of this interview. But one of the, the key points I want to just put in front of you is that a lot of times who a person is also prophesies, not just what they're saying. And who Michael is, is a businessman who's been plucked out of kind of normal business sphere in in America and just kind of a very prominent place and brought into the kingdom for this time over the last 10 years or seven years for this time. And he's helping to build forward thinking and in entrepreneurs and people who are business leaders. And it's changing things. He's changed my perspective in just the time that I've, the short time that I've known him over the last four years or so. And so I hope you enjoy this. Right before we end the interview, though, I'm going to tell you about something that we have for you right now. Hey, Sean Bowles here, and I want to tell you about a resource we have. I have a prophetic perspective on Heaven's Economy, and it's based on my best-selling book, Keys Heaven's Economy, that we've now released in an e-course that's going to bring practical, biblical-based teaching that's going to help you to go on a prophetic journey over your finances, over the economy that you live in, and also help you to tap into what was in God's original plan and heart for you over your finances and resources. I want to encourage you, especially if you're a person who is believing for great things in your life to come, 
you need to be resourced. Every destiny has a provision linked to it and attached to it. And this e-course is going to teach you how to access that. Not only is there teaching, but there's prayer. There's a prophetic encounter that I share. And my encounter becomes your encounter as you listen and as you go on this journey with me. So come on the journey through our e-course, Keys to Heaven's Economy. Check it out on courses.bowlsministries.com or www.bowlsministries.com. Hey, it's my pleasure to welcome Michael McIntyre. Hello, my friend. Hello, Sean. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so glad you're on the show. Michael has the most energy of anyone I know, more than the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to be like you when I grow up with the energy level. <laughs> but I love that because you good. have three daughters. You and your wife are amazing. You guys live in Dallas, Texas, and you are a businessman, yeah. and I've I've had the pleasure of staying in your house, I think a few times and being with you guys and just absolutely love your family, your family dynamics, your walk with God, your walk as a businessman. You're constantly pouring into everybody around you. It's crazy. I know there's no response for that. Thank you. (laughs) What did I say to that? Thank you. (laughs) Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. (laughs) But it's true. Like there's all these young entrepreneurs who are trying to figure out how to become and then they have a moment with you, and it's like a before and after moment in their life. And so I'm just, I'm just so encouraged that you do that, that you give. And now you're doing coaching and everything else alongside of that. But I want to kind of take people on a spiritual journey because, as you know, we explore the prophetic through this show. So some of, I mean, some of your even just how you got saved and just how you got introduced to doing business in a kingdom way and all that kind of stuff. I want to go into some of that journey if we, if you have time for that. Because I feel like Absolutely. it's such a great picture for people. Because you were already very successful before you were saved, and then you got saved, and then like some things happened. So t- tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, wow, it's a great question. Uh, you know, I I basically uh, started in the insurance business uh, about thirty years ago, and I was just blessed, and I was really good at sales, and I did really well. I did. Uh, had a $3 billion company and we sold it in 2007. Thank you, Jesus. And I got out of that. Uh, and uh, timing is everything. And so I, I got saved the same year that I sold my business and wow. I, I came to Jesus and I was kind of, I was one of those guys, uh, not that I didn't believe in God, but it was more of, more of an agnostic, more of a, you know, uh, sure. all the roads led, led to Rome type type attitude. And uh, I I dabbled in the new age. I dabbled in everything. And, uh, but by the grace of God, uh, I had my road to Damascus moment and, uh, and Jesus, uh, I I accepted him as my Lord and savior. And it was, it was love at first sight. It truly was. It was, it was Disney on ice for me for the first 90 days. (laughs) (laughs) And it was great. And so I, I, and it was a, such a radical switch for me, Sean, that uh, I lost a lot of friends. Mm. And uh, it was just a huge change. But, it, but the funny thing about that was I didn't feel I was losing anything. I felt I was gaining everything. Wow. Uh, because I was, in, you know, I was in Young President's organization for eight years, great organization. I uh, had some very high-profile people that were... Uh, in that YPO experience, and so you know the the comments came, the persecutions came, and not and not hatefully, but it, they just innuendos, and then sure. then the next thing you know, you're not invited to things, <laughs> you oh. know? and uh, and which was fine, but on that on that journey, uh, I my wife who always was a believer and so patiently waited for me, and my brother, uh, he really helped me come into come into the kingdom, and so. 
he got and what was really cool about the whole thing without going into an hour and a half long sermon here <laughs> he uh, my brother my brother got to witness firsthand how his prayers came to fruition and and how he watched the uh, the fruit of uh, his prayers come come full force and, uh, and and he got to see it in real time which was really kind of cool and so God was so good to him and to us and our relationship because it was like we had we had a lot of a lot of baggage, so to speak, my brother and I. And uh, but to make a long story short, uh, my wife was always waiting for me. And when I did finally uh, accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, my three daughters, my wife, and uh, we just it all came together in thirty days. It was like ducks in a row, and we started, you know, praising and worshiping and just falling in love with Jesus. I remember sitting down for the first time and reading the Bible, reading the the gospel and bawling my eyes out because I understood what it said. And uh, because before it was like, it was Greek. (laughs) I didn't understand it. I didn't, you know, and so that was really a big moment for me. And then we went, we started at a Bible church, which was a really good on-ramping for me. And, um, I call it Baptist light, <laughs> but it was <laughs> it was really good. Uh, the pastor, you know, good friend and uh, really a good teacher, and I could relate to him. We were about the same age and going through the same stages of life, and so that was really good. And then uh, it got about six years into that. And my wife was just wanting more. I was happy because it was a it was a formula that was working. You know, we had eighteen minutes of worship. We had forty five <laughs> minutes of we had forty five minutes of getting beat over the head with the King James Bible oh. in a loving way. <laughs> in a loving way. <laughs> and leaving out of there feeling pretty good. Got to go to the nice restaurant for brunch and boom, box checked. But in that it was it was I got to really truly experience true Christianity, which was a blessing find other christians that actually were very vulnerable transparent and non-judgmental which i really enjoyed wow. that but my my wife came to me and she said listen i really want more i'm not getting enough here and so we found this church called it was really a small church just as back 2012 called upper room and a friend of hers said you guys should go check it out and so I didn't know what charismatic meant, didn't know anything about spirit-filled, didn't understand any of it. Uh, I just knew that, you know, my wife wanted to go, so guess what? <laughs> We're going. Oh, and awesome. uh, <laughs> and we did, and I got to this church, and it was I think there was probably 150 people there that night, and uh, our, our <laughs> the worship lasted one hour and eight minutes, which was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? Were you exhausted? And, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was just, I had other things on my mind, like Tex-Mex dinner, you know. Exactly. Uh, After a while, I was ready. But it was, what what was really fascinating is is after the worship, the pastor said, who is Michael Freeland Miller, which is an amazing man, he said, listen, I know some of you, this is, you know, worshiping this long is a little bit, it's a hard, it's a a muscle you have to develop, but worship is for him. The sermon is for you. And and Sean, in that instant, it was like a paradigm shift for me. It was like, oh, okay, I get it now. So we get out in the car, so we do this. My daughters were praying for everybody. My one youngest daughter... She's 14 years old at the time. She's now 20. We get out in the car, and I, I thought, oh, my gosh, they're going to think this was crazy. And I said, so, Brecca, I said, what did you think? And she's 14. She looked at me, and she said, Daddy, I had an awakening. Wow. You know, 
So, <laughs> so that was the start of the journey. I remember telling my wife, Sean, that I said, okay, we're going to come here, and it's small. I like it. Nobody knows where it is. It's really low-key. They don't even have a website at the time. I said, I want to be – I want to I wanna have some anonymity here. I don't want to be on the front row. I don't want to have to – I don't want – I, you know, because I've always ended up, for whatever reason, God's always blessed me and put me in the middle of everything. And so I wanted that. But, you know, within six months, I was on everything and doing everything. <laughs> and now <laughs> – which I know you're shocked. And so – Exactly. And then, you know – and then I ended well, up me, being you let, know, the CEO. Let, so yeah, you yeah. totally become the CEO. And what's really funny about that yeah. is that this church went from kind of obscurity to all of a sudden being like a voice. You guys have a worship label. You guys have like, I yeah. mean, Michael Miller's voice in both the city and then also in the nation because of some of the churches you guys are building around the, the nation. I mean, it's just, he's exploded yeah. and who he is as a spiritual father, this young almost millennial, but not, you know, like just that bridge. Yeah. And so you guys, yeah. I mean, it's a really beautiful, I've been there. I love what's being built and you as a businessman, I mean, you have a business still, and then you also have your coaching and then they ask you to be yeah. the CEO and you're like, yeah, yeah this makes <laughs> sense. How did, how did you say yes to that when you have so much going on? Like, tell me the God story. I turned it down. Yeah. Thank you. I, I turned it down twice, Sean. I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I promise, you know, Michael came, you know, we were, we came to the house and said, man, I want to bring you in as executive pastor. And I didn't even know what that meant. And, uh, and, you know, cause I was enjoying, cause I was coaching him. I was doing some coaching for him and everybody. And we he were getting, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a line of uh, millennial entrepreneur wannabes outside my front door that was yeah. like, you know, uh, snaked around LBJ. But, uh, so I said, look, I, you know, I turned it down twice. I said, you know, I'd be glad to coach from afar, but I don't want to come inside. I don't want that. And so anyways, make a long story short, it came to where uh, I finally surrendered. God just said to me, okay, do this. And uh, he asked the third time, and I accepted the third time. And so to be, you know, it's kind of like they needed structure. They needed, you know, I, they needed they need some protocols. They needed some policies and procedures uh, because they, they've got, they, they minister to the heart of the Lord. Michael and Larissa Miller are amazing. All they want to do is minister to the heart of the Lord morning, noon, and night and bring the presence in and, and of Jesus, which is awesome. They do it like no other. But what they didn't have is a structure around it yeah. because a lot of people would sit around and soak all day, but nobody was sweeping. <laughs> and so, uh, and they have such a heart for that. <laughs> so I, I kind of came in there and, you know, it was kind of a good cop, bad cop sort of thing, but what it did, what you know, I told somebody, I said, it's like nailing jello to the wall. You know, uh, it's hard to do. And, and, and so, but we, yeah, but we got to where we, we you know, we, we did this and, and I've been doing this now about a year and a half and, uh, it, it's an experience, it, and it was a huge shift for me coming from the secular world and have you know being being the benevolent dictator that I was, <laughs> and you know, uh, uh, and coming in and being number two uh, with this dynamic millennial uh, church that we now have three campuses. We got you know Delhi, we've got Frisco, we have Denver, and we got our our mothership here in Dallas, and so. To come in here and, and, and heard these millennials, our staff, which is amazing, uh, and, and to deal with this was quite a challenge. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of things that God's working on me for them and working on them through me. So it's kind of a, it's a really interesting dynamic, but it's working. That's awesome. And I think, 
yeah, there is something about even your background because you have a sales background, especially with sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. And I think with that sales background, one of the things about the church is that we've been so we've been told for so long not to build ourselves, which because we think if we're building our organization, our core, that we're building something that's selfish as opposed to we need to build something in China from the highest place it can shine us from. And there's a part of evangelism that is actually marketing lends itself to, to help people to really understand who God is. And, and it's sophisticated, it's intelligent, it's not unintelligent. And so I think even like just your background as far as structural building and business building and sales and marketing, like everyone I know that you impact and that you talk to or, or that you spend time with, they've come out the other end, like really empowered and thinking about themselves and what they're building conscientiously and not waiting for something to happen and being reactive, but actually proactively pursuing truth and pursuing who they are and pursuing to actually build. So you're a builder and you're helping to release builders, which is really beautiful. Did you always just kind of have this and then God redeemed it? Or was there some, was there an upgrade or amplification after you got saved that happened? Because I know we have redemptive gifts. They're, they're there from the time we're born. You were always living somewhat of a good life. And then all of a sudden God hijacks you. So tell us about that. Yeah, it's good. It's a great question. I, I know and I was, as you were speaking, I was thinking about the times that, that you got to come out to Dallas and we got to hear you preach. And what I love that you do is you preach the practical as well as the ethereal. And it's it's so, I, I think I said that right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, ethereal is a weird word, but yes, you did it. Thank you, Jesus. But it's it's so, there's so much meat to that. That your sermon. I remember being up there watching you do this, and it's just like, wow, it's just, it really helped me a lot. And I think uh, it, what what helps, uh, you know, Danny Silk helped me a lot yeah, too. Yeah, me too. When I remember when I first when I first came into this this world, I'd call Danny with my hair on fire. I said, "Man, what is going on here? You know, uh, what do I do? What do I do? You know?" And he and, and uh, you know, I know I've come out there to you, and you you've given advice as well. And I think. What's helped me in in my gifting, which I've learned, and I didn't know it was a gifting until Jesus pointed it out to me that it was a gifting, is to, you know, I, I, I talk about, you know, putting aces in their places. I, I have a, a gifting of being able to see where a person can shine and use their giftings themselves in that, uh, in that relationship or in that, in that, in that business or in that church. And it's really helped me a lot. And I, what, what's really funny is because like, Michael Miller, he would say, you know, uh, I would see things so obvious that, hey, this person needs to do this, and that person doesn't need to do this, and we need to shift this around and start, you know, and move this person to a different department, and he never would see it. And so he said, man, that's amazing that you saw that. And I thought, well, can't everybody see this? <laughs> doesn't everybody see this? And they don't. And so it was kind of like a, an aha moment for me that, that I've taken that stuff that I had that, I, that worked so well. And I never knew it in a secular world because nobody ever looked at things that way in the yeah. secular world. Yeah. It was, the, the only thing they cared about in the secular world is how much money we're going to make. <laughs> exactly. Okay? And, and, <laughs> and I was very, very good at that. Uh, but, but in that process to do that, it was, it was because I was using my gifting to make sure that we had our people in the right spot to where we could optimize the efficiencies and therefore improve the bottom line. And so what I did with that, Sean, is I brought it into the church, and I said, okay, let's put this person here. Let's put, implement this process, because I see it so clearly. I always tell people I see these things like I'm looking at a movie. I can see them clearly, the beginning, the middle, and the end. And I've learned that not everybody, since I've 
come to Christ, since I became a Christian, I've learned that not everybody has that gifting. So back in my day when in the secular world, I used to get very frustrated and angry because people couldn't see what I saw. Yeah. But I didn't understand that they didn't have that gifting. What Jesus pointed out to me in, in this world is that I have this gifting, not everybody has it. And so be patient with them and just let them know, let them read the script before they go to see the movie. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. And I think that really lends itself to, I mean, I, God's development process that's inside of us. It's so awesome when you're partnering directly with God. Instead of just having the gifts of yes. you, you're in this direct partnership and it causes you to steward all of your life differently. I mean, you're probably at war a little bit with yourself or with the, even your own companies at times with, with some of the things you wanted to have happen that you just couldn't make happen because you didn't have that partnership and now you do. And I know like totally. first, some of the people, like when you guys do your, you and your wife do coaching, um, do you do weekends? Is that what it is? Because I know it's over a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, we've got what what we started. It's kind of funny. We started this about three years ago, and I brought it into the church here uh, when I started doing consulting here at Upper Room. And uh, we had I like to do retreats. I like people. I like people to get out of their comfort zone. Totally. And, and so we did. We did this thing called Next Level Training, and um, it's experiential learning, uh, which means you know it's kind of like when you ride a bicycle. You know, when you rode a bicycle and you learn how to ride a bicycle and you might not ride that bicycle for 20 years, but you can still get on a bicycle and ride it again because you learned it through experience. Yeah. Same way with driving an automobile. It's that experiential learning. So we get that hard drive. We get that hard wired into our brain. So we do experiential learning and experiential. Uh, we do transformational training during these things. And what we did is we brought the Holy Spirit in it and we let the Holy Spirit rock it. And, uh, it's awesome, and, and it's three days of intense training. My wife and I partner on this, and then we bring in some other people um, from the church, and we just let the Holy Spirit run the, the 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 program. But we put structure around it, and it's we call it we, it, we call it heart surgery. So uh, people can have some open heart surgery and not have without any anesthesia or pain, <laughs> and so yeah. they can. They, yeah, so they can come out the other end, and they get their identity, and they get to be knowing, you know, because so many people, uh, you know, the one of the questions that we like to ask is, what are you pretending not to know? And it's a heavy question. And so we ask that question, and then we unpack that question, and we unpack a lot of things during that. But it's a three-day program. And we've had, in fact, we did nine of them last year, eight or nine. So wow. we're looking, we have, we have some people that wanted to start them again and so it's intense but it's good and uh everybody seems to come out uh for the better and then you know then we do the one-on-one coaching which is a lot of fun too and um that's intense as well and uh but no god we you know we we love hearing words and i've just recently you know thinking about this interview i was just i was wondering you know about the prophetic and i remember you coming out to dallas and you know everybody goes are you gonna ask sean for a word i mean i don't want to ask sean for a word i mean come on you know he's he's eating breakfast i'm gonna ask you for a word (laughs) yeah and so but it's really interesting because i never really i remember just Recently, probably in the last seven or eight months, I was asking somebody, how do you hear from God? You know, I'm listening to the God's Secrets, and I'm going to your uh, thing you had here out there at the Gaylord here in Dallas, which was amazing. The Chewbacca lady was awesome. <laughs> yeah, she was. Uh, she was, she was <laughs> so much fun. She was. I love that was crazy fun. Yeah. 
Oh, she was amazing. And so, uh, but listening to this, and, and I think somebody said, you know, listen, guy, if you, you know, said McIntyre, do you know Mandarin? I said, no, I don't. He goes, well, God's not going to speak to you in Mandarin. He's going to speak to you in the voice that you know. And ever since that moment that I realized that, because it was just, it was just profound for me. I don't know, just simple things unlock those things. And so I've been listening to his voice through the understanding that I have. And uh, I've actually stepped out in front of the church and did some uh, prophetic, you know, prophesy over some people, scared to death. And, uh, but I did it anyway. And so it was really good. And, uh, you know, not keeping score, but I hit two out of three. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's so the whole thing of going for it. Well, I was going to go back. Yeah. I was going to go back into, cause I love that you're on this journey and like, and one of the steps you're taking is towards like, how do I actually bring the prophetic into my world? Which is, I think such a great yeah. question because you're obviously hearing God all along the way. He made you a CEO. He's showing you what to do in business right now, but there's that place of like, how do I activate this towards others? But I, I want to go back into the fact that part of who you are is you build tools. And Jesus said, I, I know you know this, and I know our listeners know this, but he said, the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. And I feel like the reason why the mm-hmm. workers are few is because there's not enough people who know who they are and know how to build and know That's what right. their tool set is they're working with. And one of the things I really respect about you is God's really kind of commissioned you to help give people a grid for what their tool set is and how to build, which to me releases people to their harvest field. Like your nine you know, sessions last year that you guys did, a lot of the people who came weren't people who would come to like a normal, you know, charismatic business conference or something, you know, they're, but they're people who were like, <laughs> I'm hungry yeah. to actually learn, like, like to go on a real vulnerable journey. And you guys went to a heart place, even though you, it was kind of masked in su- success weekends or thriving in your life weekends. You guys went to a real heart place, inner healing, deliverance, connection to their hearts, fathering, mothering, these kinds of things. And, and what comes out the other end is people who have a foundation in their identity they didn't have before. And so I think, you you know, grabbing hold of um, even the way that God's, God's commissioned you guys, so to speak, if you can use that word, is that you guys are bringing tools. And it's so empowering to, to not only your community, but now God's, you know, pushing you even further and further out there, which is really beautiful. And so I'm really encouraged by that. Does it make sense? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And what what we're excited about, what we're, <laughs> we're just, you know, we just ask God, what's next? You know, because yeah. he just shows up in different ways. In fact, I got somebody that after this meeting here, I've got some people that came in from Australia that want to meet with our church. And uh, so I don't know how that's going to look, but he does. And so, yeah. uh, you know, we're just, we're just in the saying yes and, um, and seeing what happens. Sometimes it doesn't look like the way we want it to look, but also, but the, but the end result comes out out exactly the way you know we were you know expectant of so yeah it's uh, it, getting people into their getting people into their identity knowing their identity knowing that because uh, what happens a lot of times Sean is people pretend not to know who they really are and yeah. uh, because you know they come up with all kinds you know the world will tell them all kinds of different things you know the comparison spirit you know the Facebook the the Instagrams or whatever will tell them, you know, will try to say, hey, you need to be this way. You need to look this way. You need to act this way. You need to be funny this way or whatever. <clears throat> but really, in tr- they know, they truly know who they are. And, and Jesus knows exactly who they are. And, yeah. I, and we feel that Jesus wants them to know what he knows so they can walk in unison together and they can be obedient in Jesus. And then they can get all the desires of their heart and they can walk into that kingdom place 
of fruit and prosperity and also of, of genuine kingdom giving and, and bless other people around them. And Because and as you know, once you walk into your place of identity that, that, that Jesus knows who you are and you know who you are, Man, it's it's a it's Disney on ice. <laughs> yeah, everything else is over. You're just you're you're at that yeah. place of John ten ten. You're like I am living the life you made for Come me. On. Yes, you know which I totally agree with. Well, tell me um, one more story. Tell me about like your family right now, <laughs> just because we don't have oh, much more gosh. time up. But your family right now. Tell me like you have like your guys's place of synergizing each other like your daughters are amazing your wife is amazing thank you which is one of the things i love about you doing what you're doing is because it's coming from the core of family and so tell me about what's, what's god doing in your family right now and take us on that journey a little bit yeah, thank you. Well, Stacy and I, you know, I, I fall in love with her more every day. We've been married uh-huh. 33 years, Sean, and and we just, I, I'm, I, it's like every day is a new day, and it's just awesome. And uh, you know, we do have our, we do have our differences. But, yes, you do. But, God, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jesus is so cool in our in our in our marriage, and we just listen. We we have Jesus everywhere in our life. We have Jesus in our in our in our our, our bank account. We have Jesus in our bedroom. We have Jesus at church. We have Jesus in our car. Everywhere we are, everything is Jesus first. And with our children, we have three daughters, um, and I, I'm a grandfather. Can you believe it? I yes, can't I even can. believe it. I watched the Instagram <laughs> video when your baby was born, and you were a crying oh, grandfather. Yeah. Oh man, I was. We were. I was. I was undone. And so, uh, and I have another one on the way. So my oh, grandson is 14 months old, and and I've got a granddaughter on the way. And oh. so I'm in my. And my oldest daughter, Brittany, she's married to uh, Blake uh, Kanekin. He's a an amazing musician, and he's doing writing a score for this big thing, and he's all that and get Grammy winner, and so that's all cool. And but they love Jesus. Then I've got Brianna, who helps me in our business, and uh, she's twenty six, and she's working at Upper Room as well. And it's good to know somebody that know somebody <laughs> and then uh i've got then my youngest daughter brecca she's 20 and uh and all three of them well mostly brianna has has helped us with the uh the next level trainings and brecca's in college right now and uh, going to college and doing well she's an entrepreneur she's got my entrepreneur spirit yes she does and we love that we love to bring them into the business and and into the they love coming to the trainings and the next level and they they, it, it's just awesome to watch them fly and watch them really come up underneath people and love people so well. So we, we've got, you know, we, we have our issues with the family issues. Sometimes we do. It's not always perfect. But uh, my daughters love Jesus. I, I'm, I, that's, all I, that's all I care about. And um, they're, they're, uh, Stacy and I are just blessed. And just like you and your family, and it's just nice to have that sin energy and everybody speaking out of the same book. And yeah. um, it's good. It's really good. It makes a huge difference. It's it's a very, very Amen thing. to that. That's like when <laughs> yes. people are like, what is your biggest blessing in life? I'm like, a family who truly loves each other and is priority. It's just the best. It's, you it's know, it. It's so good. Amen. Well, you got to yeah. tell us, how do people get a hold of you? Some people are going to be like, Michael McIntyre, I've been looking for the next level. I've been looking. I need that coaching. I need, I don't even know if you're available for it, but if you are, tell us how to get a hold of you and tell us what you're working on. Yeah, so thank you for that. Uh, they can get a hold of me. Uh, they can email, uh, go onto our website. It's, it's real simple. It's Michael P. 
pmcintyre.com and at m-c-i-n-t-y-r-e.com and uh, check us out. You'll even see it. There's a nice video endorsement from you. Thank you, Sean, <laughs> uh, on there. And uh, we also have, uh, and we just started this about six weeks ago. We we started a new Facebook uh, group. Uh, it's a closed group. It's called Be Abundant McIntyre. And it's really exciting. We're, we're taking people on a journey with us in, in an abundance journey. And everything's based off of John 10.10 because we believe... Abundance. Yeah, Jesus wants us to have abundance not only in in our marriage, in our in our relationships with our children, in our work relationships, in our financial relationships, in our bank accounts, in in our spirituality, and our an abundant relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So we're 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 taking people on a journey with that through uh, through our website and through the uh, Facebook page. Be abundant, McIntyre, and they can find it there and get accepted in. And uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. We are, like I said, we started that six weeks ago, and we've got. We also are doing the next cut, which you were so nice to endorse. And then we have uh, next level trainings, which we're gonna. Right now, we're talking with people that are gonna start helping us amplify that out and doing it with bigger crowds and so you need it's to. all happening and uh plus you know we got the upper room but they can get through with me at michaelpmcintyre.com and uh uh they can check us out there or just go to one of our facebooks and find us and we'll be glad to communicate what does p stand for paul there you go and uh michael paul. yeah it, Michael Paul and Stacy's middle name's Elizabeth, and so I remember you came downstairs yeah. one morning for breakfast, and you said, "Hey, I had this dream," uh, and then, uh, "Who? What does Paul mean? What is the name Paul and Elizabeth?" <laughs> and I, oh my gosh! Thank you, Jesus! I about fell out, and I thought, "Here's my word." Sean gave us a word. <laughs> so funny. It was awesome. It was fun. <laughs> Well, hey, I so enjoyed having you on, and I know our listeners will too. And I want to encourage you, when you're as listeners, explore the prophetic, and especially just how God used Michael to help enlighten people on just abundant life in John ten ten. Just that scripture, get involved with that. If that's something that you're lacking or you don't understand or you're not making connections to, Michael has a master class for you to connect to that place of abundance, and he's living it right now in all aspects of life. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, thank you to so much, and and uh, I, you know, on the coaching aspects, if anybody wants to do some coaching, we can look at that individually, and and uh, we're all open for that. But Sean, thank you. Bless your listeners and bless your your ministry. It's uh, it's powerful and it's so much welcome. Thank you. Thanks. We receive it. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us online at www.bowlesministries.com. We have exciting resources, e-courses, books, even children's materials to help you grow in the prophetic and go on a continuing journey of hearing God's voice. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate and tell all your friends. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.